It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. Chris Schubert's here floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network, and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online, and they are your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have all the sports, so make sure you head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's Bet Online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy Australia Day to you, mate. Thank you, thank you. Thank Joe you. Marino made it through the intro. If you're listening to the podcast, you probably won't appreciate that, but um, this is the longest studio applause I've ever heard. Yeah, I feel like it was it was warranted, too. Oh, yeah. Standing ovation, Joe Marino, getting through the intro today, which I was very concerned I was going to have to do at some point. But uh, six tries, I'm pretty sure. That's a job well done, Shell. Bravo for you. Happy National Australia Day. Good eye, mate. Yeah, there it is. Crocky. Yep. Big shout out to our friends from Down Under. Down Under. Yep. Uh, This is a big day for them. Jim Carrey, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm -hmm. Austria. Well, then, why do we know? Throw another shrimp on the Bobby, right? (laughs) Get some mixed up. Yeah. Have you been to Australia? Good fun. I have not. It's on my. I've been to Austria, but not Australia. Man. Australia's on my list. I got to get down there. Seems dangerous. Like, there's a lot of animals there that could kill you. Correct. I'm concerned about all that. I'm going to be honest. If I don't go to Australia Zoo before I am off this earth, it, it will be a massive missed opportunity. Really? Wow. Steve Irwin was that dude. He, I mean, he was, but I also, I don't know, man. I'm, I, <laughs> I think I'd be be having a hard time out there. To be honest with you, yeah, just you nervous. Go to Sydney. That right? flight's that flight's pretty long too. You know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot involved here. I don't know if I'll get there at yeah, all. There's some some logistical hurdles that that would make that difficult. But uh, happy Australia Day! Hmm. I need to get down before I'm I'm gone. So consider this my official public declaration that I need to go wow. before before my time is up. Chris, howdy, hello, gentlemen. I'm so relieved Joe made it. Me too. What happened? Did you just not sleep last night? You, you tired? No, I slept well last night. I went to bed at nine oh six. Joe usually gets the giggles when he's tired. You <laughs> that get is the thir- true. You get the Thursday on the Senior Bowl week, and Joe yeah. Thursday night Joe's just delirious. It's coming. It's coming. Yep. Yeah, next next week. This this time right. next week, we'll be about tapped out. Right. And and we'll have maybe we'll be nine. mindful of some load management <laughs> along the way, so I have a chance there later in the week. <laughs> But uh, I'm a regimented guy. You know what I mean? You get me out of my my 
my process, out of my rhythm. I don't function. You gotta start training now. Well, start training now. There's no reason to train. It's, you don't build the church for Easter Sunday. You know what I mean? I just got to have to power oh, through Lord. these weeks. <laughs> 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 All right. There's uh, some some conference championship games this weekend uh, this for football? us to consider. Yeah. Um, and there is uh, another big board for us to deliver later on in the podcast. Our top sleepers for the Senior Bowl next week. So some fun stuff to get into here today. And uh, the watch list is what we shall start with. Chiefs, Bengals, 49ers, Eagles, that's your final four. Should probably go in order. Go with the game that's going to take place first, which is 49ers, Eagles. Yeah, that's probably what the time is place that? we should start. Uh, that is three. at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, so I believe it is 3 p.m. Eastern. So we're doing the 3 and 6.30 split again? Yeah, for, yeah I like I think, that. For us, it's going to be two in five thirty. But what do you mean I'll... for us? Well, we're going to be in Mobile by then. I am not. Oh, mm-hmm. and neither is Joe Marino. Oh, so that's just a me thing then. Yeah, it's a you problem. Okay, yeah. that's fine. My guy. All right, sorry. Right there Monday afternoon. Draft dudes do math. I get there. I get there Saturday night. So Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, what are you going to be doing there? Setting up. For, getting, getting figuring set out up. where you're going to plug in the... Yeah, make sure he's stuff. got power outlets so my guy doesn't have a nuclear meltdown on Monday. All right. Well, thank you for handling <laughs> Look at that. He's all bashful. He's like, yeah, it was pretty bad last year. We didn't we'll have power. Fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> make sure he's got all the cords he needs. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine, Joe. We'll How many fine. trips to Guitar Center? Speaker center, Speaker the, City. The speaker's already ordered. Don't worry. Okay. Speaker. speaker. The speaker's been ordered. I, does Joe order. know what we're doing? Should, I don't I, have a clue. I can announce. I can announce here on the show what we're doing. I think. I think we should probably make that known for anybody so who's coming. Planning on if you're going to be in, if you're going to be in Mobile and you want to hang also out. Also news to me. Whatever this is, I I also don't know about it. If you are uh, coming to Mobile to see the Senior Bowl and you want to hang out with uh, the dudes with the, the dudes. TDN staff, you want to hang out with us. We're gonna do some live shows oh. Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Whoa. and Thursday. Okay. Cedar Street Social Club. TDN will be there. We'll be in the back little area. We've got it all set up. So that's what the speaker's for, Joe. We're doing some live shows. We're going to send it to the audience there at the Cedar Street Social Club. So that's where we'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It's not just going to be dudes. We're going to have the entire TDN staff rotating in and out all three of those days. So doing some live stuff. So if you're there, you can come on down. You can see us meet and greets. You can you can watch us do live shows. You can just talk ball with us. But that's where we will be. So that's what the speaker is for, Joe. But Kyle, it's already ordered. But I will take the over on half of a Guitar Center trip. Because if I don't make the trip over the next two days for a court, I will. Know, I know of a court we're going to need while I'm there. So, the Cedar Street Social Club has a cool vibe too. It kind of has oh, like the speakeasy vibe to it. That's what we're going for. Speakeasy. Yep. I've been to one of these speakeasies. Yeah, Joe, you're very much going to like the 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 vibe association with Street, mm. Cedar Street Social Club. Right. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Chris. You said Monday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, six Monday, p.m. Wednesday, local Thursday. time. Six p.m. local time. We'll you be there for an hour. With Nelly on Friday night, you know. All yeah, days. that's true. We don't want to try and rub elbows with Nelly and try and have a live show during his <laughs> his block. Right. Yeah. Be, so. yeah. Be respectful, please. Yeah. So yeah, live shows. Uh, so over on the the Speaker City Guitar Center <laughs> trip. We will, we, Speaker City. <laughs> we will make one Guitar Center trip more than likely. Yes. What's that from? Speaker, Speaker City. For, City. I have no idea. Is that from Forty Year Old Virgin? Is that where they were? I've never seen that movie, so I wouldn't know. Oh, oh, oh man, that's that's tough to take. That's a good movie. You should watch it. So, I mean, I know of Circuit City. I don't know of Speaker City. Speaker City is actually a thing. Uh, again, I've only never heard of it. only There's familiar with Speaker City USA. <laughs> 
in okay. Tarzana, in Tarzana, California. And Speaker oh, Speaker City uh, is I'm, you're you're right. I'm so familiar. Uh, Speaker City is also from old school. Is what Speaker City is from? Excuse so not, me. So not forty that's, year old version. That's from where um, uh, what's his name works. Vince Vaughn hmm. versus okay. Speaker City. We ready to do this? Like, can we please? Yeah. Please normally, normally that's me. Joe wants to talk football today. <laughs> oh, by the way, no, I have major, oh. another major announcement. <laughs> wow, another major okay. announcement. And I need to say it here so we remember it. Oh, Kyle, you have something that you want to ask us at the beginning of the show, too, from, from yesterday that you want I to talk about. I think the Eagles are going to win. <laughs> we have some breaking developments. Returning on the show tomorrow. Takes on takes, two truths and a lie. But returning on the show tomorrow because he sent it in on Monday and I forgot to tell the guys. Hashtag new vocabulary for Joe returns on the show tomorrow. Let's go. I was planning on bringing that up tomorrow for a different reason. I'm just going to go on for like 10 minutes like the last one. Okay, that was a lot quicker. Yeah, I think because Kyle I, turned it I off. manually turned it down. It's got oh. another thir- 28 seconds, and oh. I don't want to pause it. <laughs> the take has, yeah, been, yeah. The take has yeah. been sent. The word is in there with the definition. New vocabulary wow. for Joe makes his return. From Trevor? From, from Trevor. Trevor. Yes, from wow. Trevor. Because Von Tell, did you see his tweet yesterday about uh, the self proclaimed most yeah, historic he had the best, run? Best run in takes and, on takes history. Yeah, yeah. And I was prepared to bring up that. And it uh, just so, happened. I mean, this is phenomenal. I'm glad that Vontel didn't share me on that that tweet. Oh, what? It, oh boy, it's yeah, kind of yeah. going to wow. be hard to hard to get on the show. If you hard to get on the show if you don't, if you don't include tag me the tweet. producer. Yep. Okay. Well, for for everybody who's listening, um, if you're going to share with people that listen to the show, just know that we start the football talk at the eleven twenty. No, because remember, there's oh right, Joe, Joe had oh, Joe, Joe had about eight there. false starts in there, so it's somewhere around probably the seven or eight minute mark that. <laughs> Then we, we start talking about football. Uh, the, the question that, that I had was, Joe, you mentioned yesterday, Keon White yeah. uh, tracked at 21 miles per hour on the mm-hmm. the GPS track. Mm-hmm. What's the craziest mm. miles per hour st- GPS tracking statistic that you've you've heard? Um, Can you give me a second? I don't want to mess it up. Sure. I've, I've got mine. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Jalen Phillips hit 22 miles per hour on the gun this year how much 22 20 22 all six foot five 265 pounds of jalen phillips hit 22 miles per hour on the gps this year uh it's mine's loading uh but i was able to find it what's it about it's it's about josh allen i'm sorry you apologize to me well i'm not going to but um I would like yeah, for this really, to load. Really so tempting can... the the soundboard with the I'm not going to. I won't do it because we've, right, we've and, been and, attractive this year. But. Listen, this was a throw that you and I uh, were able to watch together. His touchdown pass uh, in week one against the Rams. Uh, Stephon Diggs getting behind Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Josh Allen was at 13.6 miles per hour at the time of the throw on that touchdown pass, which is the fastest a quarterback has been running on a completion of at least 50 air, air yards. Uh, in the next gen stats era. And so I think that's a fun one. I think just in general, you think about 13. What's the fastest you could run on the treadmill right now? <laughs> oh, and I remember hit- when, I used to do sprints on the treadmill and I would push like 
man, probably like 13, 14 for sprints, like dead sprints. Right. And that's that. And Josh is casually throwing a ball 50 yards in the air. Yeah. While moving at that speed horizontally. It's tough. It's tough to do. It's, it's, it's a big number. Tariq Wolin had some crazy numbers, too. Yes, he did. Yeah, the gun. So, Keon White, Chris, though, is, that's kind of crazy at 290 pounds. Do you have any? No. I just would like to talk about the 49ers and the Eagles. Well, let's talk about the 49ers and Eagles, then. I want to know what Fred Warner's fastest GPS timing is when he's <laughs> filling run gaps downhill. Or whatever it was when he was covering C.D. Lamb down the field in space. Right. Whatever that was, I'd like that number, please. We differ on this game. You guys are very, very adamant that the Philadelphia Eagles will be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I'm extremely adamant that it will be the San Francisco 49ers. I think the Eagles have a better defense than the Cowboys by a lot. And I would agree. I think the the way they were able to impact San Francisco's offense uh, is going to be even tougher, especially coming across the country outside in Philly. I think that's going to be tough. And I think that uh, the Eagles have a – better offense than the Cowboys too, to be honest with you. So I guess I'm putting a lot into that game, but that was probably the closest we've seen to um, them really having to lean on different scripts to win a game lately. And I don't like how it looked. And I think Philadelphia presents a bigger challenge in Philly. I will say the one thing that San Francisco does have going for them is the run defense for Philadelphia has been very up and down this year. You know, so there's going to be a lot of pressure and stress put on the Eagles linebackers and, and TJ Edwards and his athletic profile to fit and mirror Christian McCaffrey. I, I think that is something to note and be mindful of in this game. Uh, but Joe, I, I generally agree with you when I look at these two teams and hold them up against each other. I would say if you took defense against defense, I think San Francisco's probably got a slight edge because of the degree of elite talent that they have with Warner and Bosa. Hufunga's played at an elite level this All year. Pro. Yeah. But I think Philadelphia's is more I think Philadelphia's more well rounded on both sides of the ball. And I certainly trust their offense and their their if there's an offensive line that's gonna negate what San Francisco brings up front, it's there's a handful in the league, and Philadelphia is one of the ones that's on the list. You guys know I'm a big advanced analytics guy, big fan of DVOA, and I think this tells the story of where this game is going to be won or lost on Sunday. The best rushing DVOA on offense belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. The second best rush DVOA on defense belongs to the San Francisco 49ers. There's, there's where the game gets won. Which one of those two sides can showcase their excellence in that. And to your point, Kyle, the Eagles on uh, on defense uh, running the football, uh, I'm just making sure that I'm on the right page and not on the offense page. Uh, they are 21st mm-hmm. in rushing DVOA. So a, a, a place where I think the San Francisco 49ers can target. We know Kyle Shanahan's really good at scheming things up, getting Debo involved, getting Christian McCaffrey involved. Mitchell had a great game on Sunday. And so strength on strength, well, I, I, a, I'm going to favor a team that can play good defense, and the the 49ers have done it week in and week out. So I, I'm he, sticking with my, with my prediction here. He had a great game until he decided to go out of bounds. Okay. I, listen, <laughs> one play, okay? I'm, I just, gonna... I'm so it's disappointed. one play? <laughs> I, am, I am so disappointed to learn of the run defense struggles for the Philadelphia Eagles after 
bringing in a guy like Jordan Davis to, to really go. solidify no, don't that. Come, this is not what I was doing. I'm sorry, no, Philadelphia Eagles fans. I apologize. I didn't mean Hopefully for this. Hopefully for the 13 plays Jordan no. Davis is out there, he can really change everything. Just a math changer. You know, it's going to make. To be fair, he is a math changer. We just need more snaps. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. They, they, right. He needs to change his math. They need to change his math in that capacity. <laughs> I like that. that. Was a good response, Kyle. That yes. was a good response. Can I um? Can I ask my friend Joe a question? You sound like my daughter. My daughter says, "I need to tell you a question." Yeah, I need to tell you a question, Joe. <laughs> you have been, you have been, and I don't think this is wrong, but you okay. have been of the opinion of at some point, Brock Purdy's not going to be Brock Purdy, right? Like at some point, there's going to be a fall down to earth. Yeah, I feel good about that. A regression at some point, right? I feel good about that. Do you feel that it's this week? Do you think this is the week? Because every week we talk about this and then he just seems to go out there and play good football. Are you? No, no, no. I mean, I'm not going to put myself in a vulnerable position like that. (laughs) I will. And and dice him up. I will. Go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll fall on the sword so you don't have to. Thank you. Yes, I I think Philadelphia will be with their pass rush capability. Unless this game is 10-10 and they can just run the ball and not ask Brock to do a lot, I think this is the game based on the coverage capabilities of Gardner Johnson versus George Kittle. And you have Slay and you have Bradbury to go with Debo and Ayuk. I think, and I look at the defensive line versus the offensive line in San Francisco in passing situations. And yeah, Burford's played well this year. He got... McGlinchey at right tackle, and we saw what Micah Parsons did to him. Trent Williams is just one piece of the puzzle. Philly's got four guys this year with 10-plus sacks. They have 70 sacks as a team. They're going to get after him up front, and I feel like they have the athletes in coverage to be able to plaster and really force tight window throws or force Brock Purdy to to hold the football and take sacks and and take negative plays. This really is just going to come down to how much can you get the play action pass going if you're San Francisco? If you can't get the play action pass going, then then Brock's gonna have a really hard time. It's kind of fun how Spencer Burford and Braxton Jones wound up being like nice starters for their team this right? year. As and guys that you teams. wouldn't have guessed as small school <laughs> right. raw. Get surprise. Feet and arms, man. Or length and feet. That's what those guys have, right? It's right. working for him. It's good, it's good. the life blood blood for every future generation of LaRaven Clark, right? <laughs> Those guys will continue to just get drafted in the third and fourth round every year because Burford hit and because Braxton Jones hit. Why not be good picks for those teams, man? Right. <sighs> okay. Um you're so nothing has changed. We we went into this. I think Eagle, Eagles, Kyle thinks Eagles. And Chris is going to ride with uh, the 49ers. That is correct. Change my pick. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Chris, who's got the better quarterback in the game? The Eagles do. Who's at home? The Eagles are. Oh, okay. I do worry about Kyle Shanahan in this game a little bit, too. It's a little goofy sometimes. Uh, the big the big game stuff for Kyle, uh, There's there's been a hiccup. Last couple times we played the big games. Even kind of the way he tried to close out last week, too, was like, man, you're kind of playing with fire here. And they came out throw and win. Didn't they, didn't, Multiple didn't they... times on that last possession. Right. Well, they, right. Threw it, they threw it on the plus side of the two-minute warning, which I thought was a smart decision, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, they were extended run plays, but they're, I mean, we'll see. 
I like the coaching advantage in this game. Well, I, that's probably unfair. I like I Nick was, Sirianni. Are, I was just going to say, oh my Ryan, goodness. Yeah, no, that's a good coaching matchup on both sides. I, I feel good like catch. the wrinkles could come from Philly. The fun wrinkles, the, the decisive wrinkles could come from Philly. Let's wait. First high, le- first high leverage, third or fourth down in the game. Philly's going to do something wild, and then it's going to work. <laughs> We're going to say, oh, wow. What a wrinkle by them. They came into the year with 25 of them, and they've broken out one a game, and they all hit. I don't know, man. There's the, the, the pressure's more on Sirianni. It's his first time here, first time in this kind of situation. You're at oh, home. Save me that that narrative, Chris. Come on. You don't, you, you, He's got more Joe, pressure. Joe was about to lop that on Kyle Shanahan because he doesn't do well in these games. I decide to point out that Nick Sirianni's never been in one of these games, and yet I'm the bad guy. It's just the inverse of what Joe was talking about. So why does Sirianni have more pressure than Shanahan? With a question with Shanahan, I didn't say that he has more pressure. Just it's a, it's it's a factor. It's something you have to consider. Okay. He's never been here before, and if you're going to criticize Shanahan for not thriving in these moments, then you got to be like Sirianni's never been here before. We don't know how he's going to handle it. It's fair. Ben, he's, this will be his third playoff game, right? They won one last year and. Divisional round, I think close games haven't close games have been tough for the Eagles, right? When they've played close, it's been where it's been where they've been vulnerable this season. So it's gonna be a good game. Uh, Chiefs Bengals, Chiefs Bengals. Eli I, Apple's got me all the way ready to see the Chiefs win by fifty points. Yeah, this is, Eli Apple's not helping. He's himself. on one. Pro, props, dude. But you're like that. That's who was it that said it? Um, he's like the Patrick Beverly of yeah. the NFL. It's like your caliber, your your magnitude of talking versus your That's caliber of play. That's disrespectful is, to Patrick Beverly. Is not okay. Who's who's the guy for the the Celtics? I'd say Draymond, um, but Draymond had a, a decent peak. I mean, he's a, a multiple time champion. Um, are right. you thinking Smart. of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown? Who are you thinking? Marcus of? Smart isn't Marcus he kind of like that? Okay. I mean, Marcus like an, edge, an edgy guy. Player. Again, I think this is disrespectful to Marcus Smart. I don't think Eli Apple's very good. So we need somebody who talks a lot and isn't very good. That's what we're Eli looking Apple. for. Right, but we need we need another sport <laughs> version of Eli Apple. <laughs> uh, I'll think of one before the end of the show. So this is the. Second consecutive AFC championship game for the Bengals. Fifth in a row for the Chiefs. The Bengals have beat them the last three. Is it five? I was going to say five. Why was five the number in my head? Was that accurate? So they played each other last year in the regular season and the conference championship game. And then they played them again this year. Mm -hmm. Right. But didn't they beat them one time before? Maybe it's only four. I don't know. Joe Burrow has not lost to the Chiefs. That is that I do know. That That is is what we can say. The Joe Burrow has not lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, Burrow's undefeated against Allen and Mahomes. That's a that's a pretty good thing to have on the track record. Yeah, they're the class of the AFC. They are. They. Can I give you some flowers? We did the roster assessment at the beginning of the year, and you came in super high, super hot on the Bengals. Get them as the number two roster in the NFL. All because of Eli Apple, you know. It wasn't. I think I gave him a replacement level grade. He did. He did give him a replacement level grade. I can confirm that. But just did, wanted to acknowledge that for Joe. Because um, I remember when you came in and did the presentation on the Bengals, I was like, wow, like, I know they made the Super Bowl last year, but like, I'm really surprised to see them this 
well regarded from you. And, and Joe, lo and behold, they they showed up. I'd like to add more flowers for Joe because Joe was kind of raising his hand when after the first couple games of the season, everyone was like worried about the Joe Burrow and the offensive line and could the Bengals be productive on offense? And Joe was like, eh, you know, easy folks. It's, just, it's some of this isn't just on the offensive line. They're okay. They're, you know, there's, there's some stuff here. Uh, Joe, Joe kept talking about, well, Burrow missed all of camp with right. an appendectomy. Right. Joe was very, Joe was first was on behind this. the curve. And yeah. so flowers, good, good job, flowers Joe. for you. You had the Bengals, you had the Bengals red very well. Wish it didn't. You even, you even said that, that they beat the Bills. You said that like, what, three weeks ago? You've been on this. You've been good. That good being team. said, the, Chief, the Chiefs are going to win on Sunday. <laughs> no, I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Um, obviously, I, I just think this is what I'll say about the Chiefs. I don't think they have enough, especially with, a, with Mahomes on a bummed ankle. Like defensively, I just don't think they have the horses. And – I, I, Kelsey's unbelievable, but I'm not sure there's weapons outside of Kelsey that is keeping Lou Anarumo up at night right now. Who's then this guy has taken everybody to school for every big game that's happened over the last two years. Well, and, and you can match, you're, you're not going to match Kelsey with any one player, but when you guys got guys like the Von Bells of the world and the Mike Hilton's of the world to try to play coverage against Kelsey as middle of the field not perimeter defenders really puts you in a good place. Take an, take an athletic linebacker and leverage him with either Logan Wilson or Jermaine Pratt. Right. And Pratt's been awesome this year. You know, props to you, Joe, for just being five years ahead of the curve, but Pratt, Pratt's, <laughs> Pratt's been outstanding this year. So there's, there's flowers. I'll, I'll take the L after five years on the, one of our most hotly contested players in the history of battle of the boards which we do our comparison of big boards before every draft. And, and Joe was super high on Jermaine Pratt. And I dogged him for it to no end. And Pratt has developed into a really, really good football player. So on a serious note, props to Pratt for his player development and, and the work that he has done to get him to the place to play at the level that he did this year, because he's been awesome. But when you can take an athletic linebacker like that, I think you could try to replicate some of what Jacksonville tried to do with bracketing Kelsey with, a safety and a linebacker, but instead of having two rookie linebackers in Muma and Lloyd plus Rayshon Jenkins or Andre Cisco, like trying to leverage, you can do it with Von Bell, Mike Hilton, and either Logan Wilson or Jermaine Pratt. Really like that opportunity for them to give extra attention. And then it's going to be on the, per I think this game is going to be won or lost for Kansas City offensively with their peripheral weapons. I think Cincinnati's well aligned to well, kind of force some more of the volume. I don't think you're going to get 14 catches from Travis Kelsey in this game. Bold I agree with you. I don't take. like that. Travis Kelsey me. won't set another record for receptions in a game in the playoffs by a tight end, but the point stands. Yeah. Uh, big board time. Oh, no defense for your Chiefs. No, I just, I, they're just, I think they're going to win. They're, they're, there's my defense. Is Mahomes at home? That's it. That's the whole story. I mean, that's part of it. That... That's Chris. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, Chris yeah, with the we Chiefs. We're going to score. We have the coaching advantage. Really? It's Andy freaking Reed. What do you mean we, we, we have the coaching advantage? I, I, this coaching staff's beat him three in a row. And we have the coaching advantage. Oh. 
We have the quarterback. We have the quarterback advantage. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. All right. We have the quarterback advantage. Mahomes on a bum ankle is better than Burrow. What percentage do we think Mahomes is going to be at? Most players miss like four to six weeks of the high okay. ankle sprain. And can I? Patrick Mahomes isn't most players, Joe. I think you would you would even agree. His to that. ankles are the same. He doesn't have uniquely different ankles. That this, is, this is why it's such a, such a popular thing to measure everybody's ankle circumference at the combine. That's right. Take I don't have the numbers. I need the numbers on this. That, well, I need to know his white blood cell count in his lower foot to understand his healing capacity. I mean, what are we talking about here, Chris? I, I I didn't say anything about his ankle. You brought up his ankle. I just said Patrick Holmes isn't ass. like most people. And I, right. And, and I, I was. Think, he, I agree. As a quarterback, that doesn't mean he has uniquely different ankles. Right, but you don't think a full week to prepare, knowing the tolerance, the pain tolerance that he's going to have, and with Andy Reid scheming it up, you don't you, you don't think they got a good game plan? They got a good game plan. I think they'll be fine. Quick game, take Quick game. take the oh no 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 that's I, they need to be more dynamic than that to win this game. Yeah, because it, Cincinnati between Taylor Britt, the safeties, Hilton, you're going to run quick game and and try and the, those guys get tackled till the cows come. Kill you. Right, like it, right. It, they would love Kansas City to say, okay, we're going to put ourselves in the bottle. I think. With good contained rushers, like that's – the Bengals have been very good. I mean, they they play Lamar Jackson can, all the time, obviously. Can we they be know honest? What they're doing. Kansas City's best chance to have a winning game plan is to pound the rock. Mm-hmm. Give, if okay. We're, if we're DJ being, Hill, uh, DJ Reader. I, I understand that, but you've got Creed Humphrey, Joe Dooney, Trey Smith – Orlando Brown, with Pat's health and and percentage of how much of himself he's going to be in question, I think Cincinnati has to be able to successfully win the point of attack and run the football to win the game. They have to. This is not going to be, oh, well, we have 420 yards offense. We ran the ball for 55 yards. Isaiah Pacheco, 4-3 speed. Let's go. Uh, before we move on to the last big board, we saw the uh, the announcement of the finalists for all the major awards in the National Football League. Do we see don't this? Don't care. Okay. Don't yeah, care. Still don't care. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I was just I was just going to say the defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Hutchinson, Tariq Wong. I think mm-hmm. we feel pretty good about that. Uh, assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson, D'Amico, Ryan, Shane Steichen. That's a pretty good collection That's, of assistant coaches. The right names. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson. I think that's a fine group. Sorry, Chris Olave. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Micah Parsons. Chris Jones. Yeah, he's three. C- Congrats. Comeback- you, you'll, you'll get everybody's third place vote. Like, Comeback right. Player of the Year, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. I think those are the three names you expect mm-hmm. to see. Travis Etienne completely robbed, but that's cool. Okay. Coach of the Year, Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. I thought there were five finalists. For coach, it, the NFL put out something different than the AP. Mm. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. They are the AP awards, aren't they? So it's like I so. Don't, so know. say say them again. Brian Dable, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. I wish I remember what my three were, but I feel like that was my top three. I had Tomlin at three, I think. Nah. MVP: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and then Offensive Player of the Year: Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill. Okay. Jets are going to get them both there, Christopher. Yep, both rookies. I sure hope so. I sure Has it ever happened? So. 
I, I can't remember a time when it would have happened. Where the you mean the Jets are just in general a team? Any had team both. has any team oh, ever I, had the O Roy and the D Roy? I don't think so. That'd be amazing. I'm, it, yeah, it's I. Chris I would Schubert's be shocked come out here and tell you happened. Joe Douglas on the hot seat, though. <laughs> when have I ever said that Joe Douglas is on the hot seat? When <laughs> no, have those just, words? I'm ever sure come it's out? messing with you. I'm sure, it's I'm messing with you. Because, but here's the problem: you can't mess with me because people are going to think I actually said that. I've been very clear in my positions about the New York Jets. Chris, big, uh, big, big part of the fake news conglomerate. That's right. The media machine. So, the last big board for the Senior Bowl preview. Our sleepers. I will tell you, this was a tough list to put together. I predict zero overlap oh, with really? my oh, list. Come on, no, we're gonna we're gonna uh, because because you know what I think? Because I think I'm gonna I'm gonna name a guy, and then Kyle's gonna be in here, be like, oh, not really a sleeper. You know, he's ranked like 53rd <laughs> on my board. Uh, so uh, that's you know that's why I don't think I'm gonna have any overlap. <laughs> that's rude. Like specifically with the guy that I have number four, Kyle's gonna say something. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Number five. Who wants to go first? Not Sounds me. like you do. Yeah. Chris, go ahead. Get this off your chest, man. I picked a running back. I picked a running back from one of the Dakotas. I picked a running back from North Dakota State. Sorry, Kyle. The Jackrabbits will have to wait. Hunter Lipke, number five for me on my list. You're going to sense a theme here. There's offensive weight to this list for me. It's not That's a sleeper. Five. I'm messing with you. I mess. <laughs> I'm messing with you. All Joe, right, uh, go ahead. Number number five for me, uh, power five. So if you want to discriminate against that, uh, that's fine. But I think this is an under-discussed player. Anthony Johnson, cornerback from Virginia. Ooh, good call. Um, nice player, man. He's, he's kind of like flirted with my top 100 throughout the balloting process. Really good zone corner, um, good athleticism. He's got height, weight, length. You're going to like all that stuff. Uh, but I think he's got good change of direction and quickness for a taller corner. Really physical if you want to get him up in the face of guys at the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I mean, there's some scheme specificity here, but I think he's going to impress with his movement skills and size. He's got ball skills. I think he's kind of an underrated guy that I think could really elevate a, at Senior Bowl. Hey, Joe, nice pick. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you went with an actual sleeper. My number five is a wide receiver. Power five, so discriminate against that, if you will. But this guy's not been mentioned all week. This is a former five-star recruit, had 1,000 receiving yards this season, I think has a chance to potentially sneak into the back end of the top 100. Any guesses? It's probably going to run the four threes. We're going to do the why draft Jalen Hyatt when you can draft this guy later game. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Are you uh, Trey Palmer? Trey Palmer, Nebraska mm. Cornhuskers. That's right. Former LSU Tiger. Played special teams on the Tigers for a couple of seasons. Transferred to Nebraska. Proceeded to absolutely blow up with Casey Thompson throwing him the ball this year. High frequency of his snaps coming in the slot. Uh, but this is a very, very, very speedy receiver who had an outstanding year this year. And in a crowded wide receiver room, as I just mentioned, we haven't said his name once all week talking about the senior bowl. So uh, I think Trey Palmer has a chance to really impress, especially on the vertical plane. That's where he really shined this year at Nebraska. He's my number five. 
Number four for me, this is somebody that I wanted to get into my top five players I'm most excited to see on offense list because I am very excited to see this gentleman. He was one of my honorable mentions. And to Kyle, he's not a sleeper. I understand. But to the rest of the college community, he might not, he might, you might, might not have seen him very much. He does play for a mid major. BYU wide receiver, Puka Nakua, number four yeah, for me on my list. Puka Nakua, sleeper on the draft, dudes, where I've been singing this guy's praises for the last six months. Uh, number five, excuse me, number four for me, number four, as another power five player. Two, two for two. Can we get some mid-major representation, please? The next three will be non-power Thank you. five, so you're Thank welcome. Thank you. Uh, the pick is offensive tackle Wanye Morris out of Oklahoma. A former five-star recruit, began at Tennessee, transferred to uh, the Sooners ahead of the 2021 season, and I, I watched him over the summer, and I kind of thought he was a mess. Um, but then I watched him this year, and I saw a lot more – to like uh he's got a really nice frame i think he can play tackle or guard super powerful really good movement skills it's just about consistency with him there's some streakiness to him there's some lapses in technique um he can be a little bit too aggressive and lose some control but he's the type of guy that as you keep watching him you're just you just you're too aware of what exists that's good to completely dismissive and i think He's a player that, while a college underachiever, could really, really come into his own and play his best football in the NFL. And I think that could start at the Senior Bowl where he'll get some buzz coming out of the week. So I'm, I'm anxious to see him as a, a guy that it really his buzz really sizzled after being part of that. Remember that Tennessee offensive line? It was like everybody was a five-star. Trey Smith, Lonnie oh, Morris, yeah. uh, Darnell Wright, Cade Mays. And then their center was not a five-star, but he was like a four-year starter. And you're like, wow, this is a really good offensive line. And then it all just kind of went all over the place. Morris had hype then, and, and I think he we saw a little bit more promise this year. I think he's going to have a good week. Number four for me. Another power five player, Chris. I apologize. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Well, well, hold on now, because I'm going to put my forks up here. I don't know if that moves the needle Ooh. for you or not. Boo, boo. <laughs> Nesta Jade Silvera, defensive lineman, Arizona State, formerly of the University of Miami. I had the Canes. I had a chance to see Silvera while watching the Miami Hurricanes. You go back to the uh, Jalen Phillips scouting at Miami days. And this guy popped from time to time. Pretty athletic, nimble, big guy, I, I believe. Uh, the expectation is he's going to play in the A-gap down there as a nose tackle type. Uh, but he's got kind of that nice athleticism in spite of his build being something that you're, you're probably going to put in the A-gap and, and charge with taking on centers one-on-one or potentially having to handle double teams with a high incidence of frequency. Um, he's not as big as this player, Joe, but just kind of like the – dancing bear element of him you get a little bit of the aleem mcneil vibes just mm -hmm. to kind of paint the picture so he's somebody who i know has the physical gifts transferred from miami to arizona state i'm excited to see him because i haven't i have not seen any arizona state to this point in the season so uh, i don't know what he played like this year but i remember the past reps at miami and and you know i thought there was a little something there so 
Nesta Jade Silvera, defensive lineman, Arizona State, number four. My number three player, a player that I don't believe is in the TDN 100. I don't believe. Oh, he is. I just checked. He is just not in the top 75. I hadn't scrolled down far enough. Not in the top 75 of the TDN 100. A all-Mountain West first-team honoree in 2022. Four interceptions, four pass breakups, 65 total tackles. We're going to represent the mid-majors here on the show. Give me safety JL Skinner at number three for me on my list. Big jump in ball production this year was really yeah. helpful for him because that was the big question. Chris, uh, on those non-Apple computers, can you control F? Yeah, dude. Is that uh, a I, so I will. T- I, I will tell you, I can. I wanted to sort the TDA 100 by safety, and the page crashed. That's what happened there for a little behind the scenes. I couldn't. I couldn't refresh the page in enough time. You know, it's bad when Joe is asking someone else. Have you heard about this technological? Right. I know how Control F works, Joe. I just couldn't do it because the page didn't load. Uh, it's number three. Number three for me is Jake Andrews, interior offensive lineman from Troy. Um, I haven't seen a lot of him myself. I've had a few peripheral glances at him, but between the way Jim Nagy's talked about him as a potential NFL starter from the FCS level at center. Uh, the way Mason Johnston, uh, one of our interns over at the uh, at the Draft Network, a player with Clemson, has talked about him. Uh, we had Brentley Weissman do the write-up on him. And there's like three people that I really respect in terms of their evaluation skills telling me that this guy's a dude. Um, sounds like I should start to believe that. And I'm looking forward to seeing him as a small school or smaller school interior offensive lineman. Uh, I think we need some of these guys to step up, especially in this interior class. And I'm excited to see Jake Andrews. If you thought Chris booed me before, wait until he finds out I got an Alabama kid on here. Are you kidding me? Emil Echior, interior <laughs> offensive lineman. But here's, three for three in the power five. Here's, here's why. <laughs> right, three for three. Here's I know why. what you're going to say, but this is attractive. Go ahead. Yep. As it turns out, there's an expectation that Emil Echior is going to get cross-trained at the Senior Bowl to snap. And there are some who feel his best position moving forward may actually be center in spite of the fact that he played guard for the Crimson Tide. So you're talking about introducing a new name into a new position group in its entirety. And if that manifests itself and it plays out well for the Senior Bowl, especially with the way that we look at this center Class in general, I think that really has the potential to put a big boost on Emil Echior and his stock and his perception to have cross-train ability and the ability to start or fulfill multiple positions for an NFL offensive line. I hope that is acceptable as an answer. Number two for me on my list. Number two for me on my list. I mean, you went three for three on power five. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm uninterested in your list right now. Uh, I am going to have a power five. This is my only power five player on my list here at number two. Um, four of the five are not power five players. Wow. But for me, Chris number put two. put a power five guy higher than I did. This is a, um, a running back who had some buzz going into this season that I thought people were going to be were going to be high on. People thought was going to be able to develop into a back off the field issues, kept them off the field in the beginning of the season. And then there was a lot of ups and downs with the way that the team played quarterback was hurt, new offense, new offensive line, new skill position players was just a mixed bag there at the university of Kentucky. So Chris Mm -hmm. Rodriguez, Jr. Number two for me on my list. Physical sec runner. 
Number two for me, we go just down the street from the Schubert residence there in Myrtle Beach. We go to Coastal Carolina That's for cold. Gerard Clark, their interior defensive lineman, 6'4", 340 pounds. He has some rush potential at that size. He defends the run well for that size like you'd expect him to. And I I think that um, this will be a, a classic wait for this guy in the middle rounds over – you know, maybe uh, a Gervin Dexter or some other type of nose player. So the way Kyle's head is going makes me think that perhaps Gerard Clark was one of his top two as well. Uh, he slots at two for me. He's not. Oh, okay. I'm a power five guy at number two. Oh, I'm just kidding, Chris. I'm messing <laughs> with you. Did you see how many guys? Of course you do. Of course you have an entire power five list for your sleepers. Uh, no, my number five, or excuse me, my number two player on my five player big board is Jake Andrews of Troy. So Joe and I do have a little bit of overlap, but his number three player is my number two player. Uh, for all of the reasons that Joe has mentioned, there's been consistent buzz with Andrews. And if you can go down against this defensive line group and when you're one-on-ones throughout the course of the week, people are going to notice and it seems like there's one or two non-power five offensive linemen every year that go down to this event and they pop out and they show out and they end up getting drafted firmly on day two as a result. And Andrews, I think, has a chance to beat that. Number one for me on my list is Jake Hayner, the quarterback, Fresno State, number one for me on my list. I think there's a golden opportunity. I've said it on TD and Dale. I think I've said it on this show uh, this week as well. There's an opportunity, I think, in this quarterback class for somebody to fill the void and work their way into the conversation of the late day two quarterbacks, early day three quarterbacks, and to be that top guy, right? I think we've seen it in mock drafts all across TDN right now. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that go in round two. You have the four in the first round, and then that's it. Jake Hayner is one of those guys that I think with a good week, and if he can stack that with everything else that is a part of the process, could work himself into that conversation. So I think if you're looking at a sleeper, like everyone's kind of looking at Jaron Hall, everyone's looking at Max Duggan. No. Jake Hayner for me, no. Max Duggan, a.k.a. Lil Dicky. If you haven't seen those two <laughs> side by side That's yet. That's good. That's good. Put those pictures up side by side and refuse to ever associate him with any, anyone else ever again for doppelgangers. I wonder if we get a day two quarterback. That's a well, fun. That's, yeah. It, it, I mean, I think Jaron Hall's probably the guy that you would consider the top option right now. Mm-hmm. But like J, it, with Jake Hayner, if he's got a good week, he could do it. I have a question. I mean, sure. What's more likely a fifth quarterback coming up to get drafted in day two or one of the top four falling out of the first Ooh. round to get drafted on day two? The latter. I would agree. I would tend to agree with you. I have a tough time seeing somebody moving up to take a Jaron Hall or a, or a Jay Kaner or a Duggan or a Clayton Toon. On day two? On day two. I have a t- I, I, I think that's a tough hurdle to clear. And the alternative is Richardson, and- Levis, Young, or Stroud falling out of yes. the Yes. Mm-hmm. Man. I'd be more inclined that that happens than yeah. a fifth goes. And I think I think the, the two the two quarterbacks that I would think are most likely to fall would be Richardson and Stroud. Stroud, yeah, the yeah. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say I think you have the right name in Richardson. Yeah, if I was going to add another potential option, I think it would be Stroud. I think the NFL is going to love Levis. I think you, Bryce Young's production is going to speak for itself. I think there could there might some helmet scouting might occur with C.J. Stroud in Ohio State. 
That's what I was going to say, Chris. I think the biggest thing that Stroud has to buck is the association of, is of, he's an Ohio, State of Ohio State quarterbacks, whether that is fair or not. And I don't think it is, but inevitably, if you're looking for an excuse of how a guy can fall, that's that's how it gets. Well, and it. and is CJ the least, the lowest physical traits of the guys on the list? I can I can I say this and this not be respectful to CJ Stroud? He's the least flashy of the four. Okay. I don't know if I can disagree with that. I don't know if that hurts him. I don't know how, you know, but it, that's, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. And like but I like might, CJ. I, I've got him like a top, top 15 player right now, like regardless of positional value. But I just, if you're everybody talks about tools and traits, right. And if you're going to compare Bryce is more quick twitch. I don't think either one of them have plus plus arms. Richardson's got plus plus arm strength. And he's like a 4-4 athlete at his size. I just think that those are the right two names to invoke, even though I I don't think Stroud sniffs outside the top 10 when it's all said and done. Yeah. But if you had for But if you had to pick two, I think there's enough holes that you could choose to punch in Stroud's resume. Uh, so that's your number one player, Jake Hayner. My Jake number Hainer, one, yeah. yeah. Mine is Andre Yosevis, the wide receiver ah, from Princeton. Yep. I mean, I feel like I had to include him. Um, every time, it just feels like a, a lot of Christian Watson is invoked whenever people talk Andre Yosevis and uh, small school coming to the Senior Bowl, height, weight, speed, um, opportunity to kind of showcase himself against top competition. Uh, I want to see it, right? And so I feel like there's been a lot of buzz. And the buzz hasn't quite inspired me to put him in my TDM 100 ballots, but I think getting live eyes on him could absolutely change that. And so I'm anxious to see him uh, top sleeper in my book. Good pick, Joe. Where are you guys some numbers here? Is that all right? Yeah. Sure. So you can, you can give us another power five player. Yeah, sure. Go right uh, ahead. No, this player ended his career at his university um, with 3,644 rushing yards, third most in program history. He is fifth on the FBS active career rushing list. His 32 career rushing touchdowns, which is second all-time in program history, recorded a school program record 2,100-plus yard rushing games. He was a two-time captain. Was uh, third-team all-conference this year. That, my friends, is Kentucky running back Chris Rodriguez, who Chris had the audacity Let's go. Chris had no. He's not my sleeper. I'm just what? pointing out. You put an SEC oh. running back with those accolades <laughs> on your sleepers what? list. My all, we this in- to, all this for him to not be your number one guy. Wow. Soliloquy. I'm, Soliloquy I'm from Kyle J. Krabs. I'm messing. With I'm messing you. with you. I'm messing. I'm messing with you. with you. Okay. My number one is Tyson Bajan. You guys shouldn't be surprised by this. No, Come I on. This. Well, you're the one that watched the tape. So yeah. So we watched. No. No. I, I watched no. this tape and then the I TDM also watched the Discord. Tape. Check the tape on our Tuesday night film study at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the Film Room channel of the TDM Premium Discord. So you you don't just get access to the MDM beta test when you sign up for TDM Premium, but you also get the grind tape with us. And how many people out there can honestly raise your hand and say, we watched the college tape of Tyson Bajan at Shepard? There are not too many folks. I can't. Not yet. You've got access to it if you I want know, to watch it. You could have came to Joe, the film study on Tuesday night. We would have yeah, watched Joe, it. Was it was a good time. It was a great time. I'm messing with you. 
I'm messing, I'm messing with, you. with you. I'm messing with you. Um, Toolsy Kid, Chris, Chris, what did you think? As somebody who we watched IUP, and then we watched the first half approximately of California, Pennsylvania. Right. I think you could very easily see the arm talent, right? There's some processing stuff that we talked about with him that we would just like to get a better understanding of what he's asked to do and what he's seeing when he's out there. Um, but I came away impressed. I came away. You even said at the end of the of the film study that you might bump him a little bit from your original grade that you gave yeah, him so because I, the IUP game was really impressive. I watched five games and IUP was not one of them. And then we watched IUP and it was definitively the best game date that he had. More exposures. Yep, that's right. So currently carrying a five on Tyson. He's got a really good chance. To create some Does hold the ball himself. weird when he runs around, when he scrambles. We got to protect he's, that a little bit loose, more, Tyson. Gotta, he's, we, yeah, he's we a loose keep player. Got to keep that close to the chest, Tyson. Please. I don't know. I watch some of these super Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen guys carrying this thing around like it's a bag of groceries. Stiff arming guys just waving down around, around your hip. Doesn't matter. You got big enough hand size, and then I'll just be running 14 miles an hour on a dead sprint to my right and throw a dot touchdown 50 plus air yards downfield, you know, can happen sometimes. I can't. It's only happened once. That's right. It's only happened once. It's going to do it for us here on draft dudes, Kyle Krabs, Joe and Chris Schubert. We thank everybody for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe, come on back and see us again soon. We thank our friends over bet online for their continued support of the podcast. And we hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back again tomorrow for two truths on a lie and takes on takes. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.